OTB Rugby. And that's why those of us that aren't cynical, but understand the workings, see the world rankings as they currently are, as very fallible and very loose. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB GAA. The Football Pod on Off The Ball. In partnership with AIB. Proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. Hello there and you're very welcome along to a bonus episode of the Football Pod. It's episode 30. Um, I can let you know that Paddy Andrews spent the afternoon on the golf course. James O'Donoghue was watching training this evening. I was training. Andy McIntyre is our special guest today. Andy, what does a, an intercounty manager whose season's over get up to of a Thursday evening? Very little. Uh, I, I get phone calls from people like you, and uh, obviously I, I have nothing better to be doing. So I, I decided I'd, I'd, I'd join them and uh, see see what you guys are up to. But uh, I, I suppose uh, very little, really. It's it, you know when when it's all over, it's over. It's it's like falling off the edge of a cliff. It just it just stops. Yeah. That's the kind of split season as well. You don't think of it like the, the club player goes straight back to it. But are, are you glad of the break or any clubs trying to rope you in or, or what way are you treating it? No, I, I wouldn't say I'm glad of the break. I'd love to be uh, I'd love to be involved at the weekend. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I suppose it, it, you do get to a stage where you could do with, with a little bit of a break. But I mean, a couple of weeks, you know, two or three weeks, you kind of like to get your, your teeth back into it. Yeah. I might uh, I might do a session or two with with uh, with Dunboyne here, but uh, that's, that's about the height of it for the foreseeable future. What do you like after a loss? <laughs> is that a serious question? <laughs> I feel like I know the answer to this already. Like, what am I like before the loss? So what am I like after it? I I wouldn't be good. I wouldn't be good. I wouldn't be easy to live with. Uh, uh, I suppose the kid well, they're not kids anymore. They know they know enough to keep out of my way, and uh, <laughs> my darling wife has had enough uh, experience of it too. Uh, more experience losing than winning, so uh, she probably uh, steers clear for a while too. James, what are you like? You strike me as a fellow who just easy breezy. You don't really care. See that that is unfair. I, I hate that's the personality. No, that's ridiculous. I was. I used to take it hard, all right, but I'd be able to shake it off once the next game came around. That's why I used to always think it was, you're lucky the club you're at because after, especially after you're, after a big loss in the county, if you can get back in with the club and have another focus straight away to keep you going, because if you don't have that with the old system, if you lost in August and you weren't out again until January, that's an awful long time to be thinking about the loss. So. I think it's all about the next game, whatever it is. And I was lucky with the Legion that we could throw us back into a county championship or a club championship to get us going again. So I was sour. I was sour for a week, maybe. And then it was a case of what's next? Because you can't, you can't live in that. Paddy? Yeah, the same. When you're any inter-county level for any team, it's, it's all-consuming. It's whatever, for six months as it is now or maybe the longer seasons previously. You give up everything. You put everything on hold for it. You kind of have to if you want to try and be successful at, at any level. And when it does end, Andy, you're right. Like it's it's just like that. It's gone. You know, you're, you're hoping you get to the final day, and if it doesn't happen, but we obviously a couple of semi-final defeats in our time. It's devastating. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's people might give off the persona that they're happy go lucky and things like that. But those couple of hours and then a couple of days after that, it's a, it's a tough place to be. But look, that's part of. 
it's part of it that makes the successes you have down the road a little bit sweeter as well but Jesus it's uh, I don't miss that feeling which all of us have experienced on this call as well you know so do I always found that say the first the first couple of weeks was almost when you were most motivated to get back after a loss and that's when you're driven demented the most and then it kind of you were, you were thinking I'm going to do this I'm going to do that to, to change next year or whatever and then I said you change focus but after a couple of, a couple of weeks it does it does wear off a bit but I suppose split season is a saviour for a lot of fellas probably yeah I can imagine for the footballers it's easier than the managers per se Andy I know you've done some good stuff with off the ball and other places over the last couple of weeks since the, the end of the year did you enjoy this year uh, with Antrim was it something different Ah, it, it was it was different because it was a different crew and and and, and a different challenge, I guess. But I mean, they, they, they still, I mean, the the objectives are, remain the same. So it's it's very similar. You're trying to get uh, a group of fellas who all have, you know, uh, enough enough interest to uh, do themselves justice and to really get to to the best of what they can get to. Uh, and you know, it's it's. In a lot of ways, a very very similar sort of season than I've had that I, that I had with with Meath over over the years. Uh, you know, you get a lot of really good fellas putting in an awful lot of good work, uh, and you don't quite get there. Uh, and that's and the, you know, going back to what James said, you know, the first the, the first week or so, you spend you spend a lot of time racking your own brain and saying, okay, well, what what could I have done differently, and what 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 did I do wrong? What did I get right? How can, how can you make it make it better? Uh, but eventually that eventually that wears off. So I suppose I did I did enjoy it. I mean there were some there's some really good performances uh, from a very young and inexperienced bunch of bunch of players. Uh, some some uh, some losses that were very hard to take. Am I right in saying uh, two last minute losses? But then did you beat Cavan in the last minute as well? Then in round five. No, we knew <laughs> two last minute two. I mean, the game against Down, uh, second game of the league, we were five points up with with maybe five minutes to go. Uh, we lose by a point. Uh, then we played uh, for Mana, and we were four points up. I think three minutes into injury time, we lose by a point. Sean Quigley for Ma- for Mana did that to a couple of teams. Yeah, Quigley the last last yeah. gasp stuff. Uh, and and how how similar? I mean, they had they had a free to narrow it down to uh, to two points. Your man miss hits the free. Quigley sticks his fist to it. Bang! Back at the net. You go, Dublin style. Huh? That's the old Dublin special, Andy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're dropping it in short. We know what we're at. Like. Dub- Dublin knew nothing about that. <laughs> he, he just stuck his fist up in, and then that actually that brought it. That brought the game level. And uh, bad kick out, bang bang over the bar, game over. You lose by a point. Jeez, yeah, it's a second. And then, and then the Cavan game, as you're talking about, Tommy, we were, uh, I think we were nine points up, and we're down to the last couple of minutes, and there's a point in it. <laughs> so you're saying deja vu all over again. Uh, and then obviously, but, when it gets to the semi final against Meade, you nearly turned the script like you were nine points down and, and pulled it out of the bag. So when when you ha- when you're new with a group and you've obviously got different characters and different players and they're getting used to you as well because it was it was McGinley and O'Neill who'd been in with them initially and that was obviously during COVID they got a bounce and then they probably had a poor year at the end. So you were coming in fresh voice. Is does are they actually good results to have because you're able to have really honest conversations off the back of them? 
I suppose they are really. I mean, there's very little arguing with them. You know, uh, you know, you could say we were unlucky, and and maybe if it happened once, yeah, you were unlucky. But when it nearly happened three times, uh, you say, okay, well, there's a little bit more to it than that. Uh, so, I'd have to say, as as a group of fellas, they're they're uh, they're good at, at at hearing some straightforward feedback, uh, which is just as well because they got loads of it. <laughs> uh, but I mean, they, they, I mean, they're 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 not they're not idiots. They they could see what was happening, uh, and to get the win against Cavan in the end was 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 huge. It was massive. Yeah, yeah, it was massive. I mean, you didn't want to be, we didn't want to be go down to Longford, having to beat Longford in Longford uh, to stay up in in Division Three. Uh, so uh, that that the win against Cavan made it, left it safe for us. Andy, just uh, from our side, your coaching record obviously to be the pinnacle in the club side of things when the all order with Bally Bowden and the lads had obviously massive time for you and success you had there. And then to, in GA terms, to manage your own county is, is the pinnacle, really. And, and you were with me for a number of years. And then that kind of finished up and it probably wasn't the, the happiest ending to that side of things. Was there a sense for you at, at that point to say, do you know what, I'm a bit frustrated with how things have gone I'm going to take a step back from it and then an, an opportunity like Antrim comes along relatively quickly after the me gig was what was that process like for you was it a case of like what we're talking about losing I'm mad to get back into this now and that was a great opportunity with Antrim or was it a case of I've had the, my, my big job in managing the me team I need to take a break from it what, what was that like at that those couple of weeks after that well, I suppose I think there's a bit of a misconception out there that that you know it all finished, you know, uh, sour or you know badly with Mead. I, I mean, the 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 tough part with Mead was at the start of the of the last year, uh, where a number of, of of the county board. But I mean, the last year itself w- was difficult for a, a number of reasons. We had a, we had an awful lot of injuries uh, to key guys at the start of the year. Uh, and we did okay to to sort of cement our place middle 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 of the, the division, uh, and and my time was up anyway. I mean, it was my second three year stint, so it wasn't going to go past that. So I, I didn't uh, I didn't step away because you know I was uh, you know things were things were going badly. I mean those that that group of players. I mean I I couldn't I, I couldn't say enough good things about them. They. they there was a lot of damage done to that group by that that group from the from the county board, uh, and like like any other team in loads of other sports, you see it all over the years when when uh, when it becomes very obvious that the manager is moving on, it's very difficult to for everybody to row in behind, and that's just human nature. I wouldn't blame anybody for that. That that that's it. Look at it. It was a. Uh... It was a difficult period that October, November, I can imagine, when yeah, yeah. you're essentially, there's a vote for your job. And you kind of see it in some counties, they can't help themselves, but eat themselves alive. And I'm, I'm not, I don't want to go into any specifics, like, but you can kind of feel it in our math at the minute that there's grumblings about Geezer after being there for 10 years and you can start to hear it inside the county. And it's tough, like, because everyone's given all they can. And 
sometimes people don't know what they have. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, people will will can they can judge themselves what what the, the six year period with Mead was like. But I mean, the truth of the matter is, we 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 found ourselves in Division One for the first time in what was it fifteen years or yeah. something like that. Uh, got into the Super Eights. We just we just didn't have the strength and depth, and we weren't we we weren't strong enough, weren't good enough to to go toe to toe with with the best teams in the country. And uh, unfortunately, we come up against those bastards uh, beside you every every year or there thereabouts. Uh, you know, so uh, we just weren't we just weren't at that level. So uh, and that noise from outside the camp. Is it possible to block it out? Like, does it affect the team? Oh, no, it definitely affected the team. Now, I didn't even know. When all this vote thing was going on, I got a, I got a phone call from my brother, Tony, to say, have you been ratified for your last year? And I kind of said, well, I assume I have. Uh, and he said, well, you better check that out. Because one of the guys, uh, one of the guys who was behind the uh, the coup, if you like to call it that, couldn't keep his mouth shut down at a Leinster council meeting, and he spilled. He had something to say to uh, a good friend of Tony's, and uh, sure enough, I found out that night, and that's that's when it kicked off. I had I had no idea, uh, but did it affect the team? It definitely affected the team because. Uh, we had run, I think, in the previous uh, against Dublin uh, in the year just gone by. We were. Did we get it down to three points? Three, three points, points with the last five minutes to go. Yeah, yeah, with five minutes to go. So, not 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 many teams had had done that with Dublin uh, in the previous good few years. Uh, so we felt we had made progress. The players felt they were making progress, and. Uh, I think it was a vote of no confidence in them as much as it was with us, and 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 it definitely affected the uh, the morale of the group. I, th- I think we've seen it. The obvious example as well this season, which we kind of covered on this pod before, was the Dully Gall situation as well. Where there's, it's clear there's no real alignment or support between the players, between the county board, between the managers. Those people to be really successful, you know, you're competing against really really high quality opposition you need everyone in your own camp on side with you and that's the support from the county board yeah. your own supporters your own sponsors everything it's such a communal effort to get the absolute maximum out of yourself and, and the Donegal situation was, was the obvious example this year which has been a bit of a a, a disaster with everything gone on there But and then you look at the best teams that have been really successful and there is that total alignment the county board are with the manager the manager's with the players the players are with everyone else and there's that it's so, so difficult at the highest level to be really successful because you're competing against the best. You, you can't have people in your own camp <laughs> trying to undermine you and things. And it's, you see it. And the unfortunate thing, this is GEA, we are in this game long enough, there'll be another team next year where you'll see this and they won't be successful. It's a common thing that happens and it's, it's no secret if your own people are not on side with you, it's very, very difficult to be successful. Yeah, I mean, look at I mean the the important people in Meath, uh, John Kavanagh, uh, you know, and, and the, the the really important people there, they were very much on side. The the funny thing is, the setup was was such that a number of <laughs> uh, a number of people who are who are just 
unimportant, really, you know, irrelevant, uh, found themselves in a position to to uh, cause that trouble. Uh, uh, yeah. on, your, you know. on your side then Andy once that finishes then and going into the Antrim job was that when that opportunity came up were you like mad for out I'm ready to get back into it I want something new nearly outside of the the, the madness there and you go I'm going to go into this Antrim gig where there is that support was that a, an easy decision or how did that come about I was I had decided I had I fi- I finished playing at what at 42 What? Uh, yeah and uh, not like you when you finished at 27 <laughs> I was on the scrap heap by 28 Andy uh, yeah yeah <laughs> Jerry Jerry uh, probably ruined you did he Paddy? <laughs> I think I ruined Jerry at times as well now but it was mutual uh, no I, I I had and and I've been managing straight away from from then and with Ashburn and then as with with the Mead Miners and then uh, and then I was with Bally Bowden and then I was with Meath so there hadn't been a break, and I had I'd pretty much decided time to time to take a step back, relax, chill for a while. Uh, I'm a very chilled fella, as, as you know, Paddy. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say it. And, <laughs> uh, and then I got a call from from Donald Murphy, who's the treasurer of Antrim, and he and he said, you know, would you be interested? And I basically said, no, sorry, uh, I wouldn't. Uh, I said I need I need to take a breather from this, and he said, "Well, look, it, would you would you come and meet us, and and we'll we'll have a chat." And I agreed to that. And uh, now I would say I was sitting at home for three weeks doing nothing, <laughs> and I was thinking, "Is this it?" <laughs> uh, but uh, I went up and I met Donald. I did a little bit of 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 homework, I suppose, in the prior to meeting him, and. Uh, you could say for sure that I, I knew for sure that I had the total backing of, there's basically two fellas up there that you need the backing of. Uh, Donald was one of them. So yeah, uh, that that was an easy enough decision there. The facilities were there. You're talking about the second biggest populated county in, in, in the country. Feels like a sleeping giant in ways. Yeah. And I mean, I've, I've, I've played against guys from Antrim uh, in a college level and, and and really good players and anybody that you talked up to not and I would have I would have done a good bit of of, of background uh, you know seeking information here and there so yeah there are really good players in Antrim The Football Pod on Off The Ball in partnership with AIB proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship check out hashtag the toughest for more OTB GAA. I, I was just wondering, Andy, how did you, like, in terms of picking a panel to go ahead with, say when you jump from one panel players onto another, like, how much work is that to actually to put in to find a complete new group of players that you're going to be confident with? How long does that take? Or is it still an evolving process even? Uh, it, it, well, the truth of the matter is, I, I would have done the same with me. I mean, I just, for a start, I, I took the panel that was in place. Uh, I spoke to everybody on the panel individually to find out where they were at, whether whether they were interested in 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 going again and being being involved. Uh, and then uh, I went to as many matches as I could and listened to anybody who was prepared to say, "Okay, well, there's a guy here. I think you should have a look at, or a guy here you should have a look at." And it was it was it was open ended in that regard. So at one stage, I think we had probably forty 
40, 45 players, Jeez. something like that, uh, all of whom I didn't know. Uh, I uh, Peter Healy, the, the captain of the team, I would have played uh, in UCD with his father. <laughs> uh, old fart that I am. But, you know, uh, that, that was the only one that I would have known of. Uh, and had uh, any connection with, and and like he, you know, I would have, I would have sounded him out. Uh, I got, I got uh, the likes of John McCluskey and Darren O'Neill, who who were you know, are Antrim men and based. They would have a fair idea of of the club scene there. And Terry McCrudden, who's who's the other selector on the team, uh, he he very much involved with with Love Darg, the his club. And he would know practically every every club player. So that was that was the process by which we got, I think, probably forty five players. Would you be Would you be a fan initially. of, say, AVB matches in training, or even mixed teams matches in training? Because I know even towards towards the end of my stint, they were completely falling away from training. It was more kind of box games and little drills and. I always found I always found, I just loved the the fifteen on fifteens for even just getting a bit of bit of relationship going with fellas. But did you do that? Did you do the fifteen on fifteens to get to get a grasp of fellas? Loads of it, really? loads of it. Yeah, I mean, how else? How else? I mean, we all know the fellas who who train like Tarzan but play like Jane. Yeah. But I mean, throw them into throw them throw them into a real game and 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 See how uh, they you have a far better idea. Uh, and um, there's a certain way that we want to play in. I, I'd be looking for a certain type of athlete, uh, so uh, you, you'd uh, you're not going to pick that up in short-sighted games. I mean, we would have done, yeah, we would have moved along to that uh, as we as as the the panel got uh, trimmed down a little bit. But uh, I wanted, I I mean, definitely wanted a panel of 35, 36, where you could allow for half a dozen injuries and you still have a, a fifteen aside game at the at the, at the weekend. Did looking ahead to the weekend? Did uh, did the down performance against Leash surprise you? I suppose the the scoreline was obviously eye catching. Um, from the team that you saw in February, obviously Con- Conor Laverty and his team had only come in around the same time as yourself. They're in maybe mm-hmm. a bit earlier actually, but they started quite late when when the that would were be running. the rumor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was your feeling looking at them in Crow Park? Uh, I mean, uh, you'd say their their style of play is, is probably suited to Croke Park. Now, I, I know um, we we chatted a little bit earlier, Tommy, about about you know even the you know the gap between uh, some of the Talton Cup teams, maybe the, you know Division Two and and Division Four. But Leash Leash had 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 uh, they were playing their third week uh, in a row had a, had a tough outing against Limerick. Uh, and you get off to a bad start, and uh, as I know full <laughs> only too well, uh, Croke Park can be very unforgiving uh, against a team that you know that have ambitions for for really pushing on, uh, and against a team who are always goal hungry. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So uh, I wasn't hugely surprised. I, I. I I was kind of surprised that Leash had, had got over Limerick, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I was at the Mead down game in, in Parnell uh, and Leash played London afterwards. And for them to struggle to get a draw out of that game was probably an indication of, of, of uh, 
why they might struggle against Down and, yeah. and Croker. Yeah. Is that Andy? Yeah. Uh, as this is a new season, new format for all the intercounty teams. So everyone's kind of there's no real precedent. Our team's peaking. We've seen it in the, in the senior championship as well, and, and the players playing week on week on week. And as, as players ourselves, Jimmy, we were we used to love games more so than training hate three or four week gaps between matches because you're then you're being flogged and train and so the players all seem to anyone we've spoke to love playing week on week on week but we've seen like the leash is an example that probably did very well to, to kind of get over Limerick that was surprising and it looked like they just ran out of gas in that game against Down we've seen the senior championship with Tyrone and Mayo and their second half performances how yeah. how have you guys approached that um, with Antrim kind of playing week on week and that schedule is that do you enjoy it? Do the players enjoy it? Is it harder to try and manage loads, this fucking manage train loads and all that stuff? What has that have been like in the new season? Ah, I mean, I think uh, we probably had this chat before, Paddy. I think that, you know, the, the, the ratio of training to games was always a bit weird. It's, it, it's mad, really. You know, think of the amount of training you're doing and ultimately the amount of games you're playing. But having said that, uh, when you're hitting three weeks in a row, it's 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 difficult, uh, and when everything is condensed like this, you feel you feel for guys who pick up an injury. You pick up an injury now, and uh, you you know you pick up a half a half serious uh, hamstring injury, you're out four or five weeks. That's the season. That's the season gone. Yeah, I mean, never mind. Like we we were. And, and and I don't know what it's like elsewhere. I'm sure everybody has their stories, but uh, that period there when we played, we played Carlo on the Sunday, and and Connor Stewart, that the ground was rock hard, and it, you know it was our, it was Carlo's third game, and you could see it, you could see it in them. They were they were you know they were going to be tough. They were well set up, hard to break down, but they probably got a little bit tired. Connor Stewart does his cruciate on that on, on that really hard ground. Uh, then on the Tuesday night, uh, Paddy Finnegan, our half forward, does his cruciate at training. You know, so the the load and the hard ground and all of that. I'm just not sure if week on week is 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 uh, is the right way. I, I mean, I think everybody loves the idea. I'm sure you are probably the same. You guys are the same. Every two weeks is a really good is a really good. Well, yeah. Paddy, Paddy spoke about the rhythm that the quarterfinal teams and the All Ireland series are going to have when they didn't have that yeah. preliminary round. They had their two week, two week, two week, and that was going to be a massive thing. So, um, just sticking to the match this weekend, Andy. Um, in in terms of the Mead team that you finished up with against Clare in the championship, only five players started the last day. Now I know there was a lot of turnover with injuries and and stuff like that, but O'Rourke has brought through quite a. A young crew players as well, like the likes of Sean Coffey. Um, I don't know were, were they in training panels with you beforehand, but there's a lot of the under twenties in as well. Have you been impressed by what you've seen over the last couple of weeks? Because there's certainly been an upshot in confidence, I think, around the county by getting a couple of wins under the belt. I think that's that's the real beauty of this competition. And no, no matter where you're at, you're getting games. It's ultimately it's about getting games. I mean, if the if they if the gap. Uh, if the gap between, say, Antrim and Armagh at the start of the year is X, and then we stop when we lose to Armagh, it becomes X by two, and the, and Armagh go on for another another month or another two months or whatever it is. So for any team, but especially for a, a, a new team, uh, getting getting five games. This is probably this is Mead's sixth game. 
Am I right? They had off, off league and championship, yeah, and then you're right, yeah. Six, yeah. Yeah, sixth game. So, uh, you know, a good few of those fellas uh, mightn't have been playing against Offaly, but it's, 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 uh, uh, and it's not, uh, no disrespect to any of the teams that Mead played at the start. It's not, you're not going into play Dublin in the first round of your your first taste of, of championship uh, football. Yeah. So, it's it's a good way of, of easing guys into it. Uh and winning is a good habit. So I mean, yeah, I mean that that's certainly the way we we were we were mad keen for this competition. Uh, yeah, um, I meet people, and, and I don't know about Colin, but you know, initially, uh, probably weren't. I mean, we were probably being realistic and saying, okay, we're going to be in the we're going to be in this competition. I suppose suspect that you know losing to Offaly wasn't wasn't part of the plan uh, for me, but. Who knows? Long term, it could be it could be very valuable for this group of players. Isn't that, that to just tell me on it? The surprising like this came in last year, a new tournament, a new competition, and again the kind of GAA reaction. This is like the the B Championship, and we seen last year certain teams just weren't interested in it that they were building up for a provincial championship they're beating and maybe teams or players themselves were like I'm, I'm not in, I'm going travelling or I'm not really arsed with playing this competition, and then we seen. Westmead and Cavan get to a final last year and Westmead probably haven't kicked on but the teams that really bought into it got a lot from it and and that was only the first iteration of it and, and exactly the point you're making there Andy with Antrim you guys are kind of mad into it is it do teams need to have maybe so the so-called bigger counties need to have, be realistic about things and say see the benefits of this competition for what it is and the point you've made exactly that it was we were on this pod it was a bit of a disaster we would say for me to lose to Offaly in the Leinster Championship but in the grand scheme of things this season if there's a win on Saturday in Crow Park over down can actually be seen as a positive season overall despite that what three months ago looked like a really really disastrous first year for Colum Yeah I think I think people need to have an ego check really to be perfectly honest uh, that's that's the truth. I mean, there's nobody has a God-given right to be in any competition. So uh, you got to understand where you are. Uh, I I do feel we were realistic and say, okay, well we're not we're not at, at that level. We got beaten by Armagh by nine points, uh, and we say, okay, well let's 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 really group. This is a competition that we could possibly win, uh, and that's that's the way we approached it. Uh, as as far as me they're concerned, uh, you're getting it, it, it's given Column a, a chance to you know to blood and you bring bring these new fellas in. I would have I would have, a good few of them were in kind of training games and internal games with us last year. So but to get in there in a full time and, and actually get game time, I mean uh, coffee Connor, Connor Gray I thought was was very impressive against us. We spoke about Gray yeah. before I think Andy when he was just breaking through yeah. like an absolute yeah. animal of a gossip. Has yeah, he has I he mean, impressed you how he settled in? He's an athlete. He's an athlete and and uh, I mean the the guys at underage level would tell you when I come to a you know a 1k time trial or or you know he's He's up there. Goosebumps here, Andy. Don't be mentioning 1K time trials. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You had a car there. You probably had a sponsored car. <laughs> Look at this. Trials. This be, is. Be very careful. This is, be very careful. We'll be over front of your office, Andy, next week. We're not, we're not Jesus Christ. For Renault. Don't mention Renault. <laughs> <laughs> it's all gone back now. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, who, yeah, who, mean, else, he, who else is impressed He's you? an athlete. Caulf- Caulfield is an athlete. Yes. Uh, young Coffee, I, I, he came in and played, uh, played a, a challenge game for us last year. Great attitude. Uh, you know, good athlete. Uh, who else? Who else have we got? You had Jack Flynn uh, in the mix. Did Jack Flynn get sent off in his debut for you against Dublin. Am I right in saying that, or have I got that wrong? Uh, I don't think it was his debut, uh, but he did get sent. He off. He certainly put himself about that there. <laughs> in the in in the wrong. Yeah, it was. It was, it was, you know it was what Cooper. It was Cooper. Was it? You Johnny know what Cooper? he did wrong? He didn't hit him half fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> I was at that game. That was straight, straight red all day. Straight no, red all. Day. Was no. it Johnny or was it? Matt? Was it not James McCarthy? I thought it was Johnny. No, Cooper. It was Johnny. It was, it was, it was it Cooper. Yeah, it was Johnny. Yeah, yeah. C- C- Andy, if you anyway. if you had ten bob to put on this Saturday, who do you think is going to win this game? Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm going to try my best not to sit on the fence, but <laughs> a draw. Uh, they are two. They are they are contrasting styles. Yeah. Uh, Louth. Oh, what am I talking about? Down are down are fast. They're mobile. Uh, they're slick. They go looking for goals. Uh, Meath have been vulnerable for goals. You know, throughout throughout the league. Uh, and even against, even against us, I mean, we 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 genuinely felt that we'd 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 uh, we'd pick up four goals well, against them. And am I right in saying you went for goal from the throw-in, or you had a goal chance, especially in the first minute? We had a goal chance from the throw-in, and we had a goal. The first first point was a half a goal chance, uh, and then the next ball in was a decent goal chance. And were you telling uh, them that for the game? No, well, I mean it's, it's we've been scoring goals all year, so we, you know we kind of say, okay, yeah, let's let's go for this, and you can be pretty sure Down will go for it. Yeah. Uh, again, at the, the game in the game in Parnell, which probably you know as a pitch would suit me better than than Croke Park, I think. Uh, they had seventeen wides, uh, and and lost the game by two points. So, yeah. I mean, there's there's. You know, there's every chance it's going to be very, very tight. If Meath can, if Meath can uh, can stop them from from scoring goals, I think they just have a little bit too much power. Uh, and I think I, I, I go for I go for Meath in a, in a tight one. Has uh, they have, they've obviously lost Shane Walsh through injury, a fella who's mm. been all the talent in the world. Like when you gave him that year and. The Super 8s in like his performances against Kerry and, and Donegal and Mayo. I think they went under radar, the radar a little bit because Mead lost those games. But he was 18 years yeah. old and he was exceptional. He's just been plagued by injury. Have you been impressed by the manner in which a lad like Matthew Costello seems to have turned himself into a leader? And then obviously Morris and Lynch have been shooting the lights out as well in recent weeks. Yeah, well, Matthew Matthew has 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 been there now. He's what he's he's 21. He's 21 this year. Uh, but he's been there for the last three years, and 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 uh, I mean he's an athlete. He's six foot three or four. Uh, he's got pace. He's got ball skills, and he's got a really good head on his shoulders. So it doesn't surprise me that he's he's performing. Uh, you know uh, the way he is. Jordy's Jordy. I mean uh, <laughs> he is. He is. Uh, is he a maverick, Andy? He's just he's just extremely talented. Yeah. He's got he's got. He can uh, score. If he was down, if he was down in Kerry, they'd love him. Yeah, they'd love him. take him. Uh, he, he's got, he's got great ball skills. He's 
for a guy of five foot ten, he's really good in the air. Uh, he's got acceleration. I mean, he's, he's just a handful. He's, he's got just a handful. I would say what you need is an intercounty forward, the swagger, as well. Oh yeah. That are, oh, but yeah. like and James, like would that be encouraged in Kerry? I knew you were going to come out with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you suggesting for a second that James had a bit of a swagger? The only reason he's on the he show. Co- he comes at me with the same shit every week. It's either didn't care or swagger. What was the question again, Tom? <laughs> yeah, I, you've been very quiet. People listening at home don't know. They won't realize that your your uh, your connection dropped out there. So it wasn't just me and Paddy asking the question. James actually disappeared for twenty minutes. Go on, let's hear you. What was the question? The, the, ability, the corner forward it seems like counties like Mayo struggle to develop corner forwards halfbacks yeah. counties like Kerry seem to develop them in spades is it something that's kind of bred naturally to, to not fear that being that corner forward the man inside to want the ball to have that bit of swagger I've seen you walk around Kearney with your shoulders low from side to side <laughs> I suppose it is a, it is some counties just just develop certain positions. Kerry definitely is a corner forward kind of a kind of a county for some reason. I think it's just the way that a lot of you see kind of the hurling counties they walk around with a with a hurling slitter like that's just that's Killarney and it's Tralee like in terms of football. It's just going up to the field, kicking around, and then you kind of have that bit of bit of confidence and that bit of ego from beating your buddies even, and it starts at a young age. I think it's just it's just bred into you. There's no escaping going kicking and and kind of having that banter, and I think some even just having that bit of competitive kicking with your with your buddies when you're young starts you off on that on that tra- trajectory of becoming a corner forward early. It's yeah. just it's just the way it is down here. It's just natural natural breeding. I even see there's a couple of fellas now on the club scene tipping around, and they've come they've come from nowhere, and you can just tell that they have a little bit of a gatch. They have that little bit of a of confidence that the other fellas don't have and it goes so far like Massive. that little bit Massive. that little bit of confidence and a little bit of a bit of swagger it, it, it gets you it even gets you a couple of scores because it buys you extra time it, it makes them fear you a bit more it's so crucial there's no point in being a quiet kind of shy corner forward you have to be almost an abrasively overconfident one I think especially when you're young from James to Paddy. Paddy, how did you, and don't take this as a dig because it's only half meant as a dig, how did you get the balance between ego, checking ego? You didn't always get this balance. Paddy didn't get, the, he didn't get the balance <laughs> right. In your corner <laughs> boards. Like, cause you seem to school that day. <laughs> you seem to get that balance. You just seem to nail that balance. It may not have been there at the start of the decade. No, it definitely wasn't. The end it of the decade. Wasn't. It definitely the, wasn't at the start. You know, your corner forwards, like look at Paul Mannion, for example, a fellow who has all the class and ability in the world and he's one of the most hard-working bloody forwards in the country. It was just the environment that was created because it, it, you're, you're right, like, we definitely didn't have it and the same players who would be seen as nearly poster boys ever towards the end of, say, James Rain or whoever, that's that wasn't the case in previous years and it was just the, the environment that was created. We had the... I said that you probably had the luxury of having really good players that if you didn't buy into this type of stuff well it was an easier decision for, for Jim or Pat Gilroy to turn around and say well you're out that, that was the it, it was expected that you had to play for the, your team you had to do the hard work you had to be set on kickouts, and if you didn't do it you were out and we said that this is the challenge and that's, that, that is probably not a normal environment for, for the majority of teams and we've said the challenge is imagine if Shane McGuigan say at the weekend unbelievable player for Derry was a bit of a shithead they'd still have to play him 
because th- there's no one at his level of quality. Now he's not. He, he's an amazing player. And he's a brilliant leader for them. But that's that's the challenge coaches and managers face. That there's there's always going to be unbelievably talented guys, and the you just the ideal thing is yes, they buy into everything and they work for the team and they they link play. They do all the unglamorous stuff, um, but that's very hard to get. And I suppose with our group, we developed it over time because it's not a natural thing. Like Jimmy says, if you're a corner forward, you're a corner forward. Like, like you want to take shots, you want to score yourself, all that good stuff. But there's more to the game in it um, at, at the highest level. And I, I just had a question. And I'm sorry, it was our background. It was kind of created over time with just the environment that, that we had there that you couldn't get away with being a shithead, really. That was the reality of it. Um, I, I had a question. Andy, Colin Baskell is obviously a massive player was a massive player for you guys in terms of winning the All-Ireland club title and you'd know him very well and he was around the Dublin team for during that period with Jim and, and all the talent we're talking about a guy who's an athlete and, and could direct and he could score and he's been doing so well in the, in the club championship with Bally Bowden for the last number of years but never really either got the opportunity or didn't grab the opportunity but it was with Dublin and you see him now what he's done this summer it's like a really breakout year for him and he's I think he's 27 and the role he'll play for Dublin on, on Saturday night and hope. 27? He, he's been on the squad, Jimmy, with the Dubs. I would have said 20. No, no. And Andy, you, you'd know him better than anyone as a coach well, and a talent. Yeah, he was just out of minor in, uh, in 2015 when we won the Dublin yeah. Championship. What's, I can see a change in how he plays. And it's, what we're talking about is he's nearly backing himself. He's the confidence, and we said it, he got mad at a match down in Nolan Park against Kildare. He scored five points from play. And this is what I felt was the challenge for, for Desi Farrell with, with bringing these younger guys through. For the last two or three years, if he was came on as a sub, he'd be turning around, he'd get the ball, and he'd go, where's Kieran Uncle Kenny? Or where's Paul Mannion? Or I'll give it to Khan. And that's, that, that's a hard thing for younger players to come in. And when they get over that and really have that bit of ego, and say, well, I, I can actually do this myself and take on scores and things like that. And that's, for me, that is the biggest change, having played with him and watching him now. He's backing himself to make the impact. And he got rewards of it against Mayo and hopefully, from a Dublin perspective, on, on, on Saturday. Does, is that surprising you? Did, is that Was that always there with the club, maybe more so? Uh, it, was, it was always there. I mean, he was always very talented. I mean, you knew that. He has a great, he has great balance, uh, you know, left or right. Uh, he's not the tallest in the world, but he's he's got an awful lot stronger now. In all fairness, looking at him uh, compared to, but I mean, even go back to our our, our club final. I remember in the, in the lead up to us, and I said, "You're going to get a goal here, good and early. We're going to get you. We're going to get you on the end of it." And when we kind of rehearsed him, and you see that, I want you getting on the end of it instead of you trying to set things up. I want you getting getting in there and, and finishing. He gets a goal after yeah. what fifty yeah, seconds, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and. Actually, if 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 he had kept his, if he really focused for that, he could have got three goals in that Ireland final. So he could. Uh, he passed when he shouldn't have passed, and he took a shot when he shouldn't. Have. But he 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 always he he always had that ability. But he he's like he's like any other forward. Like I mean, talk to James yourself. You know, you need to get a run. You need you need to get a break, and then you need to get a run. And it's all about confidence all about confidence and he looked confident the last day I was looking at him I was talking to his dad there today as well he looks he looks like he has that bit of a swagger that you're talking about Tommy uh, 
and he's a quiet fella. You know yourself, Paddy. He's a, he's a really quiet fella. He keeps himself to himself. He minds himself like a monk. Same as myself. Does, yeah, he yeah. <laughs> everything a bit like you. Yeah, a bit like yeah. you. <laughs> uh, he does. He does everything right, and and I'm glad for yeah, him because he's had a couple of unlucky breaks. Uh, on the Dublin team and, and people would will remember them rather than, you know, it's like anything else. They're, they're happier to, to remember the bad days than the good days. But he's he's had a couple of uh, unlucky breaks uh, that have led to maybe bigger con- consequences than they should have. Uh, but he's on a bit of a roll now uh, and, I, and I hope he keeps it going. But he, he looks he looks comfortable. He looks... And it takes a while. I mean, some some fellas have the ability to come into a scene, into a into the, say, the Dublin setup that, you know, a very successful team and they go in and say, oh yeah, I, I belong here. Whereas other fellas come in uh, I know myself going back, you know, joining joining the Mead setup and, you know, after winning the, the Alarna in 87, I went in 88 and yet... You, you, you know, unless you're very comfortable in your own skin, you're kind of going. Am, am I good enough to be here? Should you know these are these are household names, and I mean, Cali was was joining a group that were you know the most decorated team in in the history of the game. So not as easy for him with with, with egos like Andrews around. I mean, how how could he fit? I in? gave Cali a digger. Yeah. I gave him a good digger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's some story though that or a uh, he was, he was yeah. taking my place. I was like, oh fuck, here, here's oh, another fella. But, but genuinely, with that, it is so rare to see guys come in straight away and hit the ground. I mean, like Jimmy, the, 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 Clifford is the example, but you guys, he's a clearly a freak. We had it with McCaffrey and Kilkenny came in at thirteen, or Kilkenny even came in at twelve. And went straight into the team like that is a unique ability for the majority of guys and even Conor Callahan was in the squad for two years before he started playing you know so, so the, the normal process is you come in and you do have to it's a step up from even from being the top all Ireland club winners being Sigerson Cup winners any of that stuff to go into the senior the county team and this is like in the county that's competing to win all Ireland's that is a, a major step up but it could take time and it's it's so rare that a guy comes in and they just nail it straight away and, and the guys that do you know them they're, they're legends already the likes of Clifford or someone like that you know well I remember yeah. we, when I when I started in the carry panel I remember I was tipping around but I was doing kind of doing kind of nothing at the same time I was just trying to find my feet and they won a monster, and we were out for a few drinks and one of the, slippery one of the slope, Jimmy. I, I see where this is going. <laughs> it was after it was after must have final but one of the one of the senior players is like, are you, are you enjoying this? Like, are you going to fucking start contributing or what? Do you know, like it was a case of <laughs> like we were only in with about two two or three months at the time, but we just ma- made a uh, uh, a panel number thirty and twenty nine and twenty eight, maybe three younger fellas, and it was like, do you know, you're not going to be sitting around here on the edge of the panel, like. What's the story? Are you are you ready to contribute? It was after drink, but I'll never forget it. I'll never forget that shoe up the hole that they gave us. Who was it, Jimmy? A couple Come on. of weeks. One of, one of the O'Shea's, Tomas, was it? No, he'll he'll, re- he'll reveal it. He'll reveal it on the road. Show I won't reveal it, but it was it was a good it was a good great mentality to have. It was like, yeah. you know, d- d- don't be fucking shy here. Like this, you better start. Giving us something, do you know, and because some fellas come in, they're tiptoeing around the older fellas. Oh, I'm in your seat, you in my seat, do you know, all that nonsense. Give us something yeah. straight away. And I just thought it was it was brilliant. Those well, the, the other thing is that the older players want young fellas coming in. 
being brash and being hungry, and they because they want to change things. I mean, the the you know that bit of success that we had with 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 Bally Bowden, a lot of it was based around you know. Uh, Shane and Collie coming in, you know, young fellas like that coming in and and contributing straight away. So I mean, especially if you're if you're a team that's been around for a while and 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 not winning anything, to see two or three young fellas come in and, and give something straight away, it's 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 a huge boost for the older players. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, that's very interesting. And even even the standard setters in the dressing room having fellas like that and Kerry or Dublin to tap the young lads on the shoulder and. And say it doesn't always have to be coming from the manager as well, so I can imagine that's a big thing too. Um, on the weekend, down in Mead throws a lot of memories back for a lot of people. There was that epic final <laughs> back in 1991. I was afraid yeah. nearly of asking you where you were because you easily could have been sitting on the bench given your, your Mead career. You were in and out. Some panels you were on the panel, some years you were off the panel. Where were you in 1991? I I didn't have splinters in my arse that year. It was, it was a different... <laughs> I was, I was, uh, I was sitting... Uh, I was sitting up in the uh, in the Cusick. Jerry was playing obviously um, that day as well, wasn't he? Jerry was playing, yeah. And uh, actually, Catherine would have been would have been quite pregnant with uh, with Ashling, uh, my eldest at the time. And when when going back to the to the Dublin game, when when Foley got the goal, <laughs> Ashling nearly came a little bit, about two months too early. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was that was. Uh, that was, I mean, again, you're talking about having to play the games. I mean, people, a lot of people don't remember the, the amount of games Mead had to play that year. Yeah, they played, they played four against was Dublin. It ten games. Uh, they played ten games. Mm, At least yeah, that they year, drew yeah. it. They drew it Wicklow in the in the, in the first round for semi. They wouldn't even be through yeah, the group oh, yeah. at that stage this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they, but what was it yeah. that? And then yeah, Tyrone yeah, winning an 05. Tyrone played ten in 05 to win as well. Yeah. well I think maybe, I think yeah. Mayo, if they bet you in seventeen, would have been. The um, but they didn't. But anyway, look, anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that ninety one game down down are nine points up at half time, right? And O'Rourke O'Rourke was wrapped up in a blanket in the Lazarus. Bathroom. Lazarus, yeah. like <laughs> so goes so goes the story. The story gets out. bigger every year, like. <laughs> yeah, Callum had uh, had pneumonia. James couldn't yeah, believe this. He, he wanted a medical prognosis last night. <laughs> I don't know how you pick up pneumonia between games like that. What was he at? Sitting out in the rain? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, well, I, I'm pretty sure it was pneumonia that he had. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was, yeah. And uh, Jerry wasn't picked to start. Much to his annoyance. I've heard this. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. If you could ask, ask Pat Reynolds about that. But anyway, uh, that's a different story. Go on, give us uh, a... <laughs> Well, I think he he stuck a boot in Pat Reynolds' car when he was uh, when he was told that, that he wasn't going to be played. Oh, this sounds so right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, come here, show me. As it turned out, he uh, he started the game and arguably arguably one of the best games he's ever played yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was a demon going around that day. He usually was, but that day he wasn't. Well, he was he was yeah. Uh, and yeah, Mead were Mead were Mead were nine points down and got it back to got it back to a point. Bernie Flynn had a had a hell of a day that day too. Yeah. You know, I think he scored five points from play, uh, and got it got it back. Uh, and yeah, your, but your own Mead career. I've never really got a straight answer on this. Why was it so up and down, or you were in and you were out? Was it was it travel? Was it, were you going away for work? Was no, it just no. Uh, as I said to you earlier, lack of talent. 
<laughs> I mean, it just at at the time. I mean, uh, you know, when in the uh, in the I suppose the '88 in around then. I mean, that you're coming up against you're coming up against the forward line of of, of Beggy, Joe Castle, PJ Gillick, uh, Bernie Flynn, Stafford. Brian Stafford, Colin O'Rourke. Yeah. It's going to struggle to get in there, and I struggled, and 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 a bit like you know what what James is saying there. You go you go in, and you're only. I was only really when I look back on it, I was only kind of uh, punching in time. I wasn't, I didn't go in there uh, with with the right attitude, and, and it took, and it was only, it was only towards the end of that year that I was starting to feel a little bit, uh, a little bit more comfortable in my skin, uh, and then I got the heave ho. So you're just in. When I was get ju- just when I was getting comfortable. <laughs> so you're in in eighty seven and eighty eight, and were you back in again after that? Uh, I was back in for a while in in uh, in ninety one okay. at the end at, for the league in ninety one, and then uh, I was I was on the verge of back in in ninety six. Okay, uh, back in ninety six, right? But but that stage, yeah. Brendan Riley had gone from corner back to corner forward. You had you, you had Garrity, you had Giles, you had Tommy Dowd. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I didn't I, know you I, were I, back in the mix in ninety six. Okay. I know it was just a, a yeah. couple of games. I had started the I had started the club season uh, pretty well, and uh, got in for a, a couple of games, and uh, okay. but it didn't happen. Yeah, but sure. Um, but I, I'm there's... not I'm not bitter or anything like you know. I, I, you're not, are you not? <laughs> not at all. Not at all. But like, how could you be bitter? How could you be bitter with Sean Boyle? Ah, oh, stuff. Yeah, I know. But there there obviously are lessons as well for, to take that into management. Yeah, I suppose that there are. I mean, I suppose the, the the one message that I've you know we've had we've given uh, fifteen guys either league or championship uh, debuts this year, and the one thing you want from fellas is is to come in. You know, to go back to what James come in and contribute, and that that'll be part of the first conversation. I said, I don't, I don't want you coming in here, you know, being comfortable. Getting some free gear and uh, and going for a few points with the lads, you know, and saying I'm on the Antrim squad. You've got to contribute. I want you. I want everybody contributing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, if 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 fellas are coming in happy to be on on a, on a subs bench, it's not good. Not much use to you. It's not, not good. much use to you. You've been no. very good with your time. We're nearly finished. I want to ask you two last questions, and they could be quick. For neutrals mm. that are tuning in to watch Down and Mead for the first time this year. Can you tell us about, it can be a player from down that you've had an eye on or somebody who caused you trouble in February, a player to watch out for from down and a player you're excited to watch this weekend from a meet perspective? Uh, yeah. Uh, Liam Kerr uh, caused us a lot of trouble. Uh, a lot of pace, real pace. Uh, good finisher. Uh, I like Murdoch in the middle of the field. I mean, I mean there's no great news in this. Uh Pat Haveron at at full forward, and he, he ended up playing midfield in a, in a good few games. But uh, I think at full forward, he's a real handful. Yeah, yeah. Barry Hagan was playing yeah. against you back in in February, but he's out, I think, with injuries. So yeah, oh, unfortunately, he he uh, he tore his cruises against us. The, oh, that did he day. that day? I didn't know it was that day. Yeah, right. I bumped bumped into him shopping up north <laughs> about two weeks later. Did you? Uh, yeah, he did his he did his cruises. Unfortunately, that's true. <laughs> And from yeah, a me nice perspective, start. obviously that midfield battle with Murdoch. Uh, 
It'll be I, interesting. I like I like I think Conor Gray is is going to has has the potential to be something really really uh really really good. Uh and you know a lot of the old fellas I mean you know the the, the guys that I would have battled for for that with a long time I mean Kogan's always going to give you something special and uh you know, I go through all the fellas that I've had since minor. But I mean, as a as a newcomer, I think Conor Gray. I think me, people of me, they're excited. They're looking at him and they're thinking, John Mack. Yeah, uh, Mark. Too. Absolutely. So if if, 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 he, if he gets if he gets halfway there, he'd be a decent one. Yeah, we've been waiting for John Mack, the second to come for a while, <laughs> yeah, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, John McDermott yeah, yeah. yeah we could do with that um, mm. I, I actually told you a lie there I have one more question for a manager right. who's quite often been the underdog going in on the big day against a Dublin or whenever as a Mead manager over the last 10 years Mead have been underdogs against the big teams do you give Monaghan or Derry more hope than most have given them over the last couple of weeks I, I think everybody I mean the, the big the big challenge uh I think for both of them is is to be is to be really hungry for the win. Uh, you know, if if the if the season ended now, people all around the country would admire Monaghan as you know uh, to the nth degree. I mean, the, what they do year in year out is fantastic. Uh, I think Vinny has done a, he's done a really good job with them. Uh, and and the and the problem is the the big challenge for them is to be to be not to settle for what they have. Easier said than done. Mm. Uh, and the, and they're coming up against. Just Dublin seem to be seem to be hitting a little bit of form at the moment, and they've got the strength and depth back again. I mean, you know, you saw what happened the last day. The players that were coming on. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's not going to be easy, uh, but genuinely hungry. And genuinely believe in you, you have a, you have a chance. That's the. Uh, there's no great, no yeah. great news in that. And uh, Derry Kerry, Derry Kerry, yeah. I mean Derry know what it's like to to, to shut to shut up shop. Uh, they have some really good man markers, and uh, if they if they can control the middle of the field and with 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 uh, with Conor Glass and and uh, and Rogers. They uh, they have a really good chance there, you know. Having said that, uh, Kerry's performance in midfield the last day, you might you might have thought that Tyrone would have had an edge there. Uh, but if 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 I mean you're you're never gonna you're not gonna hold uh, Clifford and, and and Co. You know for the whole game, but if you can restrict the quality of ball going in there, you're going to give yourself a chance. Andy, you've uh, you've been great with your time. Great to have you on for a chat and to look ahead to the weekend. Really, really appreciate it. Fair play, Andy. All right, man. Paddy, we'll catch up again, I'm sure. I will. I'll give you a shout. Thanks a million for doing that.